Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another Buffalo TechCast, where we talk to founders and funders about the startup ecosystem here in Western New York. We'll get to the program in a second, but first, make sure you subscribe to us on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Okay, welcome back after a few weeks off, Buckfellow Techcasters, and thanks for sticking with me. Um, and I hope you don't mind if I call you Techcasters. Actually, when I was a, a politics reporter in uh, Utica, I had a politics podcast, which I called Minor Points. And um, the the avid listeners of, of that uh, program, I dubbed Pointers, which had a real ring. Techcasters doesn't really do that for me, but uh, I don't know, maybe you can help me think of something else. So no guest today, but uh, what I am going to do is try to sort of catch you up on what's going on in the Buffalo startup community. And as a quick primer, uh, what you're about to hear is about Buffalo's next big startup, um, yet another entrepreneurial finance sibling, and a reflection on the tenure of George Shamoon at Senecor. Okay, so first of all, significant seed round on the horizon for post-process technologies, which is based on patented technology that cleans parts after they've been through 3D or additive manufacturing processes. Uh, so if you don't know, one of the big things keeping 3D printing from being used in full-scale production is that the parts come out with all kinds of imperfections on them, and they basically have to be sanded off by hand. So that's doable uh, in prototyping, but very difficult in uh, when you're producing thousands or millions of intricate parts. Post-process basically proposes to be the market-leading technology to fill in this important gap as the manufacturing paradigm changes across the world. Post-process was founded by a Southtown-based engineer, Daniel Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Um, it's headquartered near downtown Buffalo at the Homestead Center for the Blind. It's in Startup New York. Um, it's, and it's also recently attracted a very experienced, uh, very successful, very wealthy CEO from California, Jeff Mize, to run the company. And it's about to detail, uh, hopefully in the pages of Buffalo Business First, an oversubscribed seed round that's at least $2 million with several very recognizable local investors. Um, and, you know, talking about the potential of post-process technology, um, people who I respect very much are starting to use the B word with me, uh, as in, as in billion. Uh, so post-process is about to be a big story. Uh, by the way, I can't say the word billion without thinking about Andrew Cuomo uh, anymore. So so thanks, Gov. Um, and I can't really hear Governor Cuomo say the word billion without thinking of Austin Powers saying the word million because they have like the exact same inflection. So um, yeah, anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, next up, um, there's If Then which is a web-based platform, a startup company uh, which offers a web-based platform that helps nonprofit companies target millennials for philanthropic giving. And um, I actually have a, I have a story uh, on, the, uh, on the Business First website that, that uh, explains sort of the core premise and who's involved with If Then, you know, the, the whole co-founding team and, and its history and its growth plan. So um, I'll post that story in the show notes for this podcast. Um, there's a sort of an attendant story on our website every Friday morning, um, if you're interested, uh, uh, you know, which, which is serves as sort of a marketing feel for the vehicle for these podcasts. So, so that's that, but uh, a few sort of um, notes outside of that core narrative regarding if then, and uh, first off we have the fighting finance. Um, that's at least the way I described it to if then uh, co-founder Margaret Finan, who, uh, who laughed politely. Um, but anyway, so um, uh, big brother, Patrick Finan, a well-known entrepreneur in Buffalo, who founded Block Club and Loop. 
little brother Patrick, little bro- brother Bobby Finan is running the award-winning Tommy Rotter Distillery, which is headquartered in Larkinville. And then there's Margaret, uh, who was born in between her two brothers and is the co-founder and CEO of If Then. So um, I was trying to think of other entrepreneurial sibling teams in Buffalo. I came up with kind of Eric Reich and Justin, Eric and Justin Reich, um, and uh, that was kind of where I stopped. So I don't know. Uh, who am I missing? You tell me. Um, <coughs> second, it's notable that If Then is essentially being commercialized out of Black Club through its in-house incubator, which has uh, been dubbed Black Club Labs. So Black Club is a marketing agency that's conspicuously small, conspicuously, consciously small and agile, um, but uh, but it's thus far spawned both Loop, which has raised nearly $2 million in equity capital, and If Then, which is also pursuing a growth-oriented venture-backed model. And Margaret Finan said that, that uh, Black Club Labs, which she was the uh, uh, sort of, which she led in-house for Black Club, um, you know, recently, uh, said they're already kicking around ideas for their next company. And finally today, uh, I just wanted to mention that George Shamoon is moving on from Cinecore. This news is a few weeks old, but it's also, but it's still uh, pretty significant in my eyes. Um, Shamoon co-founded the company in the late 1990s and became its driving force and most recognizable employee through the next 15 years as Cinecore grew to hundreds of employees and became an example of how startup technology companies can go full circle in Buffalo, from founding to angel and VC financing to an IPO. So Cinecore had its tough years, but with a new AT&T contract and progress on several fronts, it appears to have regained its momentum. And so one of the things I like about Cinecore as a story is analyzing its impact is analyzing his impact, which sort of harkens to a conversation I was having with the found recently with the founders of Argyle Technology Group, Mike Canzanieri and Robert Mafes. So their point was the massive effect the companies had on the city of Buffalo as a whole, and then it grew on the back of dozens and then hundreds of talented software developers. And those growers represent a group that ended up uh, in large part, jumping off the Cinecore band, uh, bandwagon a few years back when it had completed the startup cycle of life and had become a major corporate entity. To start, and what they did, they, the reason they did that was that they wanted to grow new things, uh, being, you know, sort of by their essence, growers. And uh, what, what those uh, people grew, besides a, a host of companies, some of which have done well and others which haven't, were the beginnings of a startup scene overall that's showing substantive momentum and becoming a real mark of pride in Buffalo. And so, you know, I look at the startup technology scene as something that kind of spans the ways through which people analyze our region. And then it sort of has that flashy appeal to people who are concerned about the city's modern image and the, uh, it's, um, I don't know, sort of, uh, welcoming perspective for millennials and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but also that it has a, a lasting, uh, potentially a lasting economic, um, impact, which can create well-paying jobs, which can support the families that populate the schools and pay the taxes and et cetera. So, um, just one Cinecore has had really had a huge impact in Buffalo, just have, uh, just as have Liaison Corp and Campus Labs. And so if Buffalo can keep them coming and make no mistake, that's a major if, this place we live in will be made different once again. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking to Rohan Shah, the chief of Interactive X, about his dogged sense of entrepreneurial purpose. I'm Dan Miner, the host of uh, the Buffalo Tech Cast. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you again in a week.